Good morning. Who of you are here this morning? I didn't see all your hands raised. Yep. <laughs> Not a lot of people here. Oh, you still need to something to drink to wake you up, a cup of coffee. But it's a good day to be alive and it's a good day to be in church. Amen. Amen. I'm just going to get all my stuff ready. I normally have way too much things before I preach. Let's pray. We thank you, Lord, again for this amazing day, Lord God. We thank you that we can be in your house this morning. We thank you, Lord, that you love us. And we thank you, Lord, that you loved us first. And we just want to come this morning, Lord God, and we want to bring this service before you. We want to dedicate today's word to you, Lord God. We want to bring you honor and glory and praise. We thank you for your presence. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Oh, so you're all here today, right? <laughs> yeah, they say the, the, the wheel is spinning, but there's no hamster. <laughs> all right. But it's, um, it's, it's good to have you all here. This last week I asked the, the, the Lord um, what to, to, to preach about today because I felt in my heart not to teach your normal Resurrection Sunday, this, this service, um, but, but something else, something new. And, and the Lord spoke to me clearly and he said to, to speak more from a, 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 a prophetic angle about today and what today actually means. So I hope that uh, what we're going to speak about today will make sense to you. And, and also, I'm not going to give you like five steps or six steps to do something and be, be something, but um, I pray that through what we teach, that the Holy Spirit will come and, and open things up and speak to you as an individual. Amen? Make sense? So... My belief that, that we as a church, as living word, and maybe, but also the church as a whole, we are in a specific season in life and in, in the world, and the, the Lord is beginning to re- reveal to us more and more of what He wants to do within the season. And, and He wants us, because we are here, to, to walk in that revelation that he wants to, to, to give to us because that's why we are here now for such a time as this, okay? And, and he, wants to, he wants to entrust us with what he's about to share with us as individuals and the church. That's why we are here. Make sense so far? Yes? If not, just, just say, uh-uh, pastor, or you can, you can come to me afterwards. 
Now, I've seen um, these last few weeks, actually this whole year, we, we sat a lot and spoke with not many of you here, and it's so interesting to see the growth in the people and the hunger that they have for the Lord and His kingdom and the supernatural, and that should make us happy and excited, because we can see the people are hungry for more, and they're hungry for more of God, not for more of the world. Amen? You are? Yes. <laughs> we will wake up soon, I hope. Um, and also something that we've seen and experienced amongst ourselves is, is that we as individuals and as a church must get ourselves ready because why? We are in, a, in, in a, a, a season where we will see an intensified manifestation of the Lord in our lives and in the church. What does that mean? It m- means that more and more we'll be able to see God physically in our own lives, in the church around us, and it will be in such a way that people around us will also recognize that God is busy in our lives. Okay? Do I have you here? Yes? Yeah. What we've, what we've seen in, in, in some people in our church and the community is that the Lord, he shows himself so much to that individual that you, you can actually see they had an encounter with God. It's not, it's not like sometimes where someone says, yes, I encountered the Lord, but no one else saw it or heard it or feel it or anything. If we look at the word um, at the transfiguration of Jesus, he had an encounter with heaven. It was his encounter with Elijah and Moses. It was his encounter with God and heaven. But the disciples that was with him, they also saw what happened. It wasn't the encounter, but they saw what happened. And I believe the same thing will happen soon, if not already, in the lives of our church and our members. Amen. So we must continue to pray that the Lord will show himself more and more and that we will experience his glory more and more in our church. So today, I would like to speak about the, the promise of the third day. The promise of the third day. Uh, uh, third day. If, if you can, can open your uh, uh, Bibles to 2 Peter 3, verse 8. 2 Peter 3, verse 8. We'll start there. So this will be more of a, a, a prophetic type of a, 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 a teaching and not your normal teaching teaching. 2 Peter 3 verse 8, and I'm going to read from New King James Version. Okay, and it says there, um, 
I've got half of the verse in my, my, my notes here. She said that, that with the Lord, one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. So with the Lord, one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. It says in Psalms as well, Psalms 90, it's on the board, it says, a thousand years are like a watch in the night. It's like that, boom. One day is as a a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. Hold that in your minds. So, prophetically, we are now in the morning and in the beginning of the third day. The third of the day, if you take a thousand years. So, from Jesus' time until now, we are stepping into the, the morning of the third day. There's been 2,000 years since he was. 2,000 years is one day. Like one day, one day is two days. But now we're stepping into the morning of the third day. So hold that in mind. Hold that in mind. We see that number three and the speaking uh, and, and the, the words, the third day, quite regularly in, the, the, in the, uh, the, the, the Bible, so you guys can look it up. And each time when there's a, a, a pattern in the, 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 the Bible where the Lord reveals something regularly on the, uh, in the same way or in a, in a pattern, then you know you need to open up your eyes and your ears and ask the Lord, what are you trying to speak to us about? What are you trying to say? So there's something that he wants to re- reveal to us on this morning of the third day. And we need to give attention to that. In, in Proverbs 25, it says the following, um, so five verse two, I mean, it's not on the board, but, but it says, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out the matter. So the Lord wants to reveal something about the third day, and he wants us as believers to search out what does he want to reveal to us? What does he want to reveal to me as an individual, and how does that fit in in the bigger picture? Of God. When God wants us to receive something, He begins to reveal it to us. He wants us to search Him out and to receive knowledge of what He wants to reveal to us. But that's not just for ourselves. It's 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 there for us when we receive that knowledge from him to act on it. So it's, it's not just now I know something awesome about the Lord and then, you know, that, and, and, and then that's it. He wants us to act on it so, so that we grow, so that we are prepared to step into what he has called us to do in life.
So it's always there to equip us, to prepare us, and then to help us to step out in what he called us to do. It, it, it makes sense so far? Yes, no? Yeah? Okay. Let's turn to Genesis 1, verse 9 to 13. And I hope this makes sense a little bit more. Genesis 1, verse 9 to 13. And I'm going to begin at verse 9. Then God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. Verse 10. And God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Verse 11. Then God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth, and it was so. Verse 12. And the earth brought forth grass, the herb that yields seeds according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruit, whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the third day. So with the story of um, creation, we read about the third day and what happened there on the third day. A day, the big thing that happened is the separation of earth and, 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 uh, and the waters. So the earth, we are made from dust. We are from the earth. So the earth represents the flesh. You keep that in mind now. The earth represents the flesh and the water represents the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit are always linked with water. So even then on the third day, there was a, a prophetic move that showed the separation, the flesh, from the Spirit. And bring that to us now in 2022. Even now, we can see that the Lord is preparing his church, he's preparing us to understand him more. And how does he do that? He is beginning to separate what is from the flesh and what is from the spirit. He's beginning to shake us through COVID and whatever else. He's beginning to shake the church itself so that even in a a church, God reveals what is not from him, what is from the flesh and the enemy, and what is from him, what is from his spirit. So the Lord wants to remove us on the morning of the third day from everything that is from the flesh 
so that we step into everything that is from him in the spirit. Make sense so far? Hope I don't lose you guys this morning. So yes, we see not only as a separation from things of the flesh and the spirit, but we also, we also see nowadays, if, if we look on the internet, be wise where you look, but, but we see in church and in our lives as well who are the true sheep, the true people of God, and who are the wolves, the people that they act as if they are sheep, but they wolf in sheep clothes. They are not of God. Amen? Then in, 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 in verse, um, verse 11 it says, Then God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth, and it was so. Verse 12, and the earth brought forth grass, uh, where am I? And grass, the herb that yields seed according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruit, whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. So it talks here about bringing forth according to its kind. It talks about the, the seeds and everything, the, 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 the grass. What does that mean for us as individuals and as a church? If you have a passion for God, you will bring forth of that same kind. You will bring forth people around you that have a passion for God. The same kind. If you truly believe in your heart of hearts that God can do the impossible and you live that way, you bring forth of that kind. You begin to attract the people with the same mindset that yes, God can do the impossible. You begin to influence people around you to bring forth the same kind to believe God can do the impossible. Make sense? You will bring forth after your kind. Because remember, you can only give to others what you have. Do you have a, a, a heart for God? Do you truly believe God can do the impossible? Do you have a passion for God and for Jesus? Is it yes with your lips or is it also yes with your heart and your actions? I always say... Um, yeah, I, I'm always ask if, if you have that, that um, heart, that, that, that faith, faith with, with, within you, that the, the spirit of the Lord that can raise the dead is inside of you. I, I truly, I think I have that. Because I always pray, I, 
I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for when the Lord will do that. But I always pray when I'm on an outreach, like, Lord, send me a dead one, a dead person. Like, for four days, you, you must begin to sort of stink already. I want a dead person. I want to raise the dead because I believe God can do it through me because his resurrection power is within me. He lives within me. If he's within me, if I believe God can do the impossible and he's within me, then him within me can do the impossible. I can raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, heal the sick. Amen. Drive out the demons. Amen. So, and and this is a fact that we must know that your passion within you and your childlike faith is the key that unlocks these things. You have to have a heart for Jesus. You have to be passionate about him and who he is. It, it's, it's as if it, it unlocks a key uh, it's a key, that, that heart for God, that love for him. It, it, it's like a key that unlocks a room in heaven that's full of all these things that the Lord just wants to, to put on you, all these gifts. And that's what I want. I want to constantly, Lord, I like that one, but I want more gifts, more of you, Lord Jesus, more of you. So, something I want to ask you guys. Who of you guys here wants to walk with God and, and actually walk in that supernatural with him? I want to see all your hands. Everyone's hands up. Everyone's hands up. Everyone. Okay. That's the right answer. So, just say yes. Like you all want that. We want more of him. And the more we have of him, the more these things will happen. Second thing I want to ask, who of us are still asking Lord for all these things to happen in our lives? Because why? They need to come a, 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 a point as well, um, I believe that we need to stop um, asking some things, not everything, but some things, because why? We, we already have it. As a child of God, as a, a believer, we already have that. We can step out in these things and, and live it and see it every day. It can be our normal because we are ch- uh, children of God. Make sense? Yes? You guys are quiet this morning. This week as well, I read, while I prepared my sermon, I read about all the things that happened with Abram, all the supernatural things that happened with him and with Elijah and Moses and all those, you know, the big guns. And I'm like, um, I like what they are doing, it's awesome. But, but Lord, I, I want to be next in line. If, if there's a next great man of faith, pick me. I want to be next in line. I, I want to see 
more, I want to do more, I want to experience more of you than any of, 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 of them did. And I believe we can. We just need to ask them and then step out in faith that yes, we received it and God will work in us and through us. I want to be next in line. Amen. So Lord, pick me, sign me up. There's a story, um, it's not on the board, but it's in Matthew 28, verse 1 to 8, where it speaks about when they put, um, when they put a Jesus in the tomb. So, because the, the wise people then, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and Herod and everyone, they, they were sort of scared that the that the disciples would come and then they would steal the body of Jesus and then they would say, yep, he got risen from the dead. Um, so they said, no, 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 this, is, this, this will not happen. Let's take a big stone. And I think they said that thing weighed about 10 tons, 20 tons, I don't know, but it was heavy. So they rolled that stone before his grave, but that's not all. Then they actually took a rope and they put it around the, the stone, and then they sealed it with wax, with the seal of the emperor, Herod, or whoever that was. Um, boom, they, 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 they had a signet ring, and they sealed the, the wax, so that why anyone who broke that seal without authority, they got killed immediately. Not even a trial, a death sentence, boom, gone. So they took a rope and they sealed that thing. And also, if you, if, you, if you look a little bit more into what happened in the day, they were, they say, there were actually more than 50 soldiers there, Roman soldiers and um, local you know, people that looked after all the, 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 the graves and stuff. So, 50 plus that actually looked after the grave of Jesus. There were four of them at one time, so they stood watch. And then after three, four hours, and the next group, and then the next, next. So for three days, constantly, they looked after his grave to make sure he's locked in there and his disciples can't come and steal his body. So, what happened on the third day? On the third day, there was an earthquake, a rumbling. <laughs> Everything began to move. A massive earthquake that happened on the morning of the third day. What happened with that earthquake? It shook loose that rope. It rolled away the stone. Let's go back a little bit. On the morning of the third day, there was an earthquake. The back in his day now. So, I just said that we are now, as a church, in a creation, we are stepping into the morning of the third day. So how often do we hear now more and more of earthquakes happening in the world around us? It's a sign. 
it's more and more, it's more intense. We are stepping into the morning of the third day. So, on the morning of the third day, there was a massive earthquake. It's going to drink some water. On the morning of the third day, there was a massive earthquake. The earth shook and the angels appeared. And when the angels appeared, there was like a fear of, of, of God that struck all the, the, the people there. That They say that the, 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 the soldiers there fell if, as if they were dead men. They had such a fear for God. And I think, as well, I believe as well, that now, in the morning of the third day, with everything that's happening, more and more we will see more of what God is doing. And if you do not have it yet, you'll soon also have the fear of the Lord. And that fear, if you're a believer, is not scared fear, it's respect, it's reverence for who God is and what he is about to do and what is about to happen in this third day. Amen? So, the stone rolled away from the grave. So that stone, if you think that can represent our hardness of our hearts. Like many people just do not want to accept who Jesus is, what he does, and walk his ways, or accept his word, or forgive, or repent. They just have hardness of heart. Now in that third day, that hardness of heart, if you're a believer, it will be rolled away because you will see what's happening. You will, you will begin to experience your God, your Jesus. So that hardness of heart will be re replaced with a heart of flesh, a softer heart, one that actually are able to receive. So with that heart, that's, uh, that stone that rolls away, rolled away, what happened next? Jesus stood up and he walked out of the grave. Jesus is the word. The word walked out of the grave. Well, what is his word? His word is revelation. So when, so when our hardness of heart are removed from us, we will begin to see Jesus more. We will begin to receive a revelation of him more on the third day. More of who he is, we'll see, we'll experience. When the rock stone rolled away, a revelation came forth. Jesus is the word. And you and I now, in this third 
today has got access to so much more revelation than ever before in the history of, 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 of earth. Amen? Because we're living now in that third day. Luke, Luke 18, let's turn to Luke, Luke 18, verse 35 to 38. <clears throat> Luke 18, verse 35 to 38. Does this make sense so far? Or did I lose you guys? Still with me, yeah? Okay. Luke 18, verse 35. It says, Then it happened, as he was coming near Jericho, that a certain blind man sat by the road begging, and hearing a multitude passing by, he asked what it meant. So they told him that Jesus of Nazareth, keep that in mind, that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. And he cried, and he cried out saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. So, there was this man who was blind and he, and he heard these stories about a, a miracle worker guy from Nazareth. Um, his name was Jesus. And because he, he heard about this man and he heard all these things about him, like he got excited. Like, oh wow, there's a guy that can do miracles and he's gonna come my way. And he got excited that, hey, I, I might be able to meet him. So, uh, 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 um, this man, because he was blind, he was begging his whole life. So, if, if, you, look at the, if you look at the history of, of the, the people way back then, is um, as a child, his mom, mom and dad would have taken him to the temple so that all the, 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 the priests can, can look at him and say, we certify him as blind. He's legally blind. That's, and then they would, would give him a certain robe that he can wear that gives him the right to go and sit next to the road and beg money. How's that for having a label on you? <laughs> so he was certified the blind and he begged his whole life, you know, for, for money. And then he heard about it, 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 Jesus and he shouted out, have mercy on me. And it says then in Luke uh, 18 verse 39, it says, then those who went before warned him that he should be quiet. But he, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. 
son of David, have mercy on me. Now hear this part. So he heard that Jesus of Nazareth, a miracle worker, was coming his way. And he heard about all these things. So he shouted out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. People were thinking, man, you're blind, are you stupid as well? Just keep quiet, man. Just sit there and beg. But, but here there's one thing. They said, the people said it was Jesus of Nazareth. He was the only one that from everyone there that said, son of David, have mercy on me. So even while he was blind, he recognized that Jesus was the son of God. He wasn't just a carpenter from Nazareth. That's pretty amazing. So because of all the, the, the years that he heard these things, he heard these stories about Jesus. We, we find this in our Bible. He meditated on all the stories about Jesus that we find on the Bible. He meditated on this. He got a revelation that that man, Jesus, is the son of God. Even when he was blind, he saw. So his heart, his passion for Jesus unlocked a revelation in him that he now understood that Jesus was the son of God. Passion for Jesus unlocks revelation of Jesus, of who he is. Where's your passion for Jesus? The, the, the people try to, 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 to quiet him. You know, um, sometimes things happen in a church environment and, it, and we just wonder, it's not what we do here. Keep your hands down, be orderly. People try to quiet you, try to keep you away from experiencing a God. But he, because he had a heart for a, a, a Jesus, cried out even more, it says, son of David, have mercy on me. So what did Jesus do? He stopped and he healed them because Jesus has a heart for, for um, has a heart for passion, has a, a passionate heart, a compassionate heart. He recognized the heart of people, the heart of men. And when you cry out to him with a heart of a passion, he comes and he meets with you. And I bet when he said to that man, stand up, your faith has healed you, I bet that man stood up and took off his beggar mantle and threw it away because there's no turning back when you've truly met the Son of God. No turning back. So Jesus healed him. So what can we see in this story again? This man heard stories about Jesus. He meditated on those stories. 
until truth of who Jesus is dropped into his spirit, that truth gave him a revelation of who Jesus is. And then he got healed. And then he got healed. He put his faith into action. He stepped out and he told everyone about who God is. So, when you, with your passionate heart, receive that revelation of who he is and you make it your own, the, the, the next step is to, to step out in faith. Put your faith into action because f- faith without works is dead. It dies. It, uh, yeah, it dies. So then he stepped out, he put his faith into action. And I think that's something we can learn f- from this man that because he put his faith into action and he stepped out, he walked away from his old life. He left his old life behind, his mantle, his begging, he left it all behind because now there's none but Jesus. He made him his all. Now this guy was blind. So if you look in the scriptures, what does it mean to be blind? In the spirit, it means to be high-minded, to be lifted up with pride, to be obscured with smoke. So this man was blind because of pride. His pride blinded him for a long time that he, for a very long time in his life, did not receive a revelation of who Jesus is. Now, if you, if, if you look at your own life, have you received a revelation of Jesus yet, a true revelation of who he is? And if not, then you must ask yourself, what is there in my life that I pridefully hold on because I do not want to give that to God. I do not want to leave that behind. I'd rather sit with that because it makes me feel comfortable. But then it stops you from having a revelation of who God is in your life. When this guy received a revelation from God of, of who he was, what happened to him? The revelation of Jesus killed his pride. Boom. He had no more pride. He left it behind. He submitted his life fully to Jesus. He didn't look back. He didn't hold back. He fully went for Jesus. Amen? And that's... And I believe that's also where the Lord wants us on this the morning of the third day, a promise of the third day, that he wants to reveal so much more of him. He wants us to encounter so much more of him. 
what are we prepared to, to leave behind? What, what things in our lives are we prepared to get rid of? Well, what is this in our culture, especially um, we're a very proud culture and it sounds awesome, but according to scripture, it's our culture and our, our way of thinking and being that keeps us from receiving a revelation of Jesus, of who he truly is in our lives. Amen. Um, and lastly, let's turn to Galatians 6, verse 9. There's, there's actually so much more I can, can speak about this, about the third day, but um, then I'll need probably about six months of teaching. So. Galatians 6, verse 9. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, and we all have opportunities, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith, especially with us as believers. I truly believe that on this morning of the third, uh, uh, um, the third day that that we are in, we must pursue God even more. That we don't miss what He's doing. That we don't move where He's not moving. That we always are with Him. Because our time on earth is becoming shorter and shorter. And I believe also that there will be an intensified revelation of us about what's happening in the kingdom that is also starting to show here on earth. It's much more intense than before. And also on this third day, this morning of the third day where the Lord is bringing in many aspects in our life also um, restoration that, that there will be an increase of a release of resources and time so that we are able to look after each other and to look after the, the people of his kingdom here on earth so that there will be a replenishment of what was stolen before. Finances, time, whatever else. God will restore it now in the morning of the third day so that we can all step into what he has called us to do. What do I mean by that? Let's, let's just um, share something before I... I, I close the word. Um, a, few, a few years ago, I went to, I went on an outreach to Madagascar, and there was this, this one day where we had to, 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 to go and, and feed a poor village. 
and we took like, um, there were like 15 or so people, so we took um, 2K, Jesus of rice um, that, that, that with, we then had to cook with some, some beans and then we, f we feed the people um, so we had that but then while we were cooking the rice um, they came I think we counted um, over 130 or so people came and we obviously did not have enough food for everyone. So now we can, we're in the middle of, of nowhere. There's, there's no way that we can go and get money and buy food and everything. It just, the way we were just would not work. Now what did we do? We believe in the Lord, that the Lord will send his angel of resource and there's an angel in heaven that controls our resources. That we pray to him, we pray, Lord, this is what we have. There's all the people. As in your word, Lord God, you multiplied rice and bread or fish and bread. We, we need you now today, Lord, to multiply rice and beans. And so he did. We fed over 150 people grown-ups and kids that they were full there and they took away for, um, for themselves to their houses and there were leftovers in the, the pots and in the, um, the, uh, the bags of rice. They were actually left over. God multiplied the food right there and then because that's what he does. When we have um, Faith in him, not in money and the people, but in him, and we trust him according to what he says in his word, what he will do in the last day. Man, miracles start to happen. So we saw multiplication of food right there before our eyes. You just skeppy, noch a skeppy, noch a skeppy, next, next. Oh, please have some more for your kids at home, have some more, and they were left over. So that's where we are now on the morning of the third day that the Lord is about to do something more mir miraculous than ever before. Something new, something that we haven't experienced yet, and he wants us to be there when he does it. As, as believers, he wants us to step into, act, into that so that others can see the glory of God and that we are walking in the glory of God in these last times. Amen? So do not miss what the Lord is doing around you. Let us not miss what God is doing on the third day. That's the day when revelation stepped forth, when Christ walked out of the grave. There's a lot that happened when he stepped out of that grave. Amen? Amen. Let's pray.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord God, for who you are. I thank you for your greatness, for your awesomeness, Lord Jesus. And I, I pray, Lord God, that this word this the, the morning would minister to, to the hearts of people, Lord God. I can only speak the word, Lord Jesus, but it is you that, that brings revelation in the heart of men. So I pray, Lord, that that you reveal something to each of us here this morning. That we walk out here and that we know exactly what to do next, Lord Jesus. What to leave behind or what to pursue, Lord Jesus, so that we can step into your presence, so that we can walk into your glory, Lord God. That we as believers can walk in what, in what you have for us in that morning of the third day. There's so much more to this, Lord Jesus. And I pray that you will reveal to each of us what, what, what we each need to know about the morning of the third day. Yes, Father, I pray that you bless this house, Lord God, that you bless your people, that you bless everyone here in this church, in this city, in this country, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord, that, that you will do extraordinary miracles among your people, among our church. Show us your glory, Lord God. And when people look at us as a church or for us as, as, as individuals, Lord, let them see you first. Let they see who you are first, Lord God before they see us. I pray, Lord God, that we as a church will start to think outside of the box and not according to our limited understanding about who you are, Lord Jesus, and about your word and about your greatness. Yes, Holy Spirit, you are awesome in this place. You are awesome in this place, Holy Spirit. Bless your name, Lord God, and we pray, Holy Spirit, that you will bless us with your wisdom, with your understanding, with fresh revelation of who you are. We give you thanks, Father, for all you have started in our lives. We give you thanks, Lord, for what you said you will do within us as individuals and us as a church. pray, Lord, for an intense release of your glory over this church and over everyone here. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you in, in advance for what you are about to do, Lord God. I thank you in, in, in advance for what you are already doing, but that we might not see it yet, but you are already doing it. I pray, Lord, that you will bless us and that you will keep us. I pray, Lord, that you will, your face will shine upon us. 
I thank you, Lord God, for this amazing church, for these amazing people. I bless all these people, Lord God, in our church, in your name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. You have risen, Jesus. You are not a dead God. You are alive. And we can be in your presence. We bless your name. We bring honor to your name. And may what we do on earth, Lord God, bring glory to you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen.